Aloha. Ohana. Welcome to the Ronahana Podcast with your host, Brittany. Suck it up, Buttercup. Kenny. It puts the lotion in the basket. Donna. You want to run with me? You're taking pictures. And Ryan. Are we really doing this again? Now, let's get ready for some fun times and furlicks. This is the Ronahana Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Run Hana Podcast. What's up, everyone? Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. That sounds like Yogi the Bear. It did. <laughs> hey, Mumu. <boo-boo. laughs> <laughs> Do that again, Kenny. Hey, hey, hey. I'm almost getting a little, hey, hey, fat Albert. Hey, hey Mumu. <laughs> We're all over the place here. <laughs> What's up? We got another episode coming back from vacation season. Mm-hmm. We've all been out and about. Vacation season is over for this guy, at least for a while. Yeah. When do all your when do your kids go back to school? Pretty soon? Uh, a couple of weeks. There's some new state law that says they can't start school. Um, greater than two weeks from Labor Day. Oh, okay. So, a couple weeks here. They are I'm enthused, good. let me tell you, but <laughs> I am. I kind of, I don't know, sometimes I struggle with the, the routine of getting into school and it kind of keeps things a little bit consistent, you know, all over the place, but at the same time, it's just, there's a whole batch of other headaches <laughs> to deal with. So. Yeah, vacations are pretty great. Indeed they are. Where'd you go on vacation, Donna? I went to Gatlinburg. I basically had a repeat performance of what you did. We added a we added a few other things, and we didn't do some of the things you did. But it felt it felt kind of weird to know that you had just been there, and I'd been seeing all these pictures, and I'm <laughs> seeing the same exact thing. And then when I even found your name on the rock, that was kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at cool. Yeah, he told me about this. This there's this one overpass on one of the highways there through the the. Um, national parks where people sign their names and they sign their fences. I put the Ronohana on the fence post. Oh, and nice. So, so we're there too now forever and ever. And uh, yeah, and I found the Arm Brewster family signature. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing special, but you pull off this little overpass and it's such an easy access to get to. And you got some sight lines of the mountains, which is kind of mm-hmm. fun. And then we saw all these people, like all the names on that have been there for who knows how long. It's like, right. No, we didn't bring anything to write, but I think we yeah, found something. Yeah, I'll forever have a Sharpie in my car now for, <laughs> for those kind of <laughs> moments because I had to go find one. It was it was a little bit tough to find, but we we did it. Pulled yeah. it off. But we had a blast. We did so many fun things. Went whitewater rafting. We rented a pontoon boat. We went zip lining. We saw bears every single day. Oh, my gosh. Just, Your uh, videos that you posted on, on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, my bears yes, like every morning looking at them last night yeah yeah they were that was a ton of fun i mean honestly it was kind of like a cheat because they were really just breaking into people's trash in the neighborhood <laughs> um, so cute. but still it was this one family that we'd see one mama bear with like her four cubs every morning and they're just oh gosh they were so so cute and i mean we were pretty darn close too we were in a car every time so we didn't feel too but there, were, there, there was a moment or two, though, where the mama would, like, look at the car and take, she'd kind of sniff the air, and you felt like, oh, my God, she's coming right at us. Close the windows, go home. <laughs> so, oh no, God. it's because you didn't leave them food. 
She's no, like, come on. We're supposed to be bros Everywhere here. It says that. No it, says, it says litter kills bears and don't feed the bears all over the place. Apparently, one of the days that we were there, some bear just walked into a restaurant in downtown Gatlinburg. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Found a TikTok of it. Nah, screwed out of pet crazy. They're just not uh they're just not real afraid of people anymore. Well, is, it's very not so good. Very uh yep. densely uh, visited area. So I'm, I mm-hmm. guess it there's so normal to see humans and have close encounters, which is actually kind of scary. Uh, yeah. that they're yeah. they don't fear because that's kind of what you depend on, you rely on to kind of protect right. yourself, is that they're afraid of Right. People and, and they'll take of off you running. And you are of them. Blah, blah, they blah. just want to be loved too, Ryan. Jeez, <laughs> just give them your biscuit and give it a little pat on the head and a hug <laughs> and a selfie, and they're good. The video, Donna, the video you posted where the Cubs were like all wrestling together. Yeah, yes. that was instantly cute. I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, you know, sit here and watch. But yeah, when I'm, when the mama came walking out and she was strutting across the road. Yeah. Hail to the no. <laughs> well, and we literally saw him the first, we we all got to the house Sunday evening and we were going out to dinner. So we pulled out our driveway and that was the first thing we saw within, you know, minutes of getting there. And uh, everybody just looked at me and they were like, well, you're not going running. <laughs> you're not going to be running anytime soon. And I, I mean, I don't think I would have anyway, just because we were at the top of this mountain and the hills were insane. I mean, crazy, crazy, insane. I actually, I guess I didn't run at all the whole time I was there. I just did other stuff, but um, it, it would it would not have been a good thing to get up with a bear on one of those hills. No. <laughs> no. We, jo- we joked last time when I said I didn't want to spend 60 bucks on a can of bear spray. You'd have been going yeah. through bear spray like yeah. a couple times a day. I did see people run though. I did. Yeah. I saw I saw one couple who was running together and then I saw a group because it made me think of like, I wonder if this is a Strava group that that Ryan would have found. But they were running in those mountains. And did they have sticks? Were they like, no, you know, no hit sticks and stuff? Because no. that's the trick, right? I don't know. I don't know what the Parent trick is. Trap. I, didn't, Come on, I y'all. didn't find out. Oh, you're right. Get the you're sticks right. together. <laughs> <laughs> and sing the song. <laughs> and sing a song. <laughs> You Spray lost me. Water all over yourself. Oh, I've never good. seen Parent Trap. I know we're gonna have to force this Ryan to watch oh it too, God. like we did R two. You know, we we pressed play at the same time, Ryan, with R two a couple of years ago, and oh, yeah. we all watched it together. <laughs> Doing it again with the R. Is that original. on? Is that a Disney movie? Yeah. So it's on Jesus, Disney Plus. You're fired. You're you fired. Are. It's what? it's not only a Disney movie, then it's been redone as a Disney movie. Yeah, gotcha. so go back and watch the original. Yeah, we have to watch, watch the original. original. Mm-hmm. Is it, is, it, is it a live action redo? <laughs> that was kind of a joke. That, that was kind of a joke. Oh goodness! So we had a great time zip lining. You did yes. some yes. uh, rafting. Anakista did that too, and I got to do. I have to give you credit for uh, you know showing me the Klingman's Dome. Kling, Klingman's Dome. Yeah, I got to see the sunrise of a lifetime. It was pretty. <sighs> Pretty amazing. I was super jealous. That was that was the one thing in advance of our trip that if I had to do just one thing, like that was it. Uh, but it was just far enough out of the mm-hmm. way for us that it was a slight inconvenience. And we were dealing with really cloudy, mm-hmm. fog, foggy days and it, just trying to find a good day that worked out. Just 
we couldn't do it. And then we had a, a large party that had other interests as well. So, um, yeah, I was prepared to drive down and solo for the whole thing because I wanted to see it that bad. But we just ran out of time. Could have had two or three more days on our trip and, and still had plenty to do. So Same. same. Oh, I just keep hoping if we uh, if we really get a group together to do that Smoky Mountains National Park race next year. If. Okay. When we when. plan it, we just have to have a, we just have to look for the best morning. Hope that it's not the same as the race morning and go watch the sunrise. Or go see a sunset. I guess we could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. I just see pictures. You go on Instagram and you just yeah. search Klingman's Dome and it's like artwork of photos. Yeah. Just like, yeah. I mean, it's like I could take a photo with my button and had the picture would come out just like so beautiful. It's, it's that easy. That's I don't even know where that came from. I don't know either. <laughs> just make sure it's not on selfie cam. <laughs> 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 oh uh, yeah. goodness! But that was that was pretty incredible. That was a good one. Cool. We had fun. Awesome. Came back in route, uh, Virginia Beach. Had one really because John's family. We went to Gatlinburg with my family. John's family at the same time was going to the beach, so we met up with them for the the last part of the week and um, got one really good beach day in. Had planned to stay for a second, but it just thunderstormed the whole day, so just came home instead. A vacation from the vacation. Yep. A little bit. Cool. Brittany, you guys, uh, you didn't really go on vacation, but you uh, played in the dirt a bit. Oh, yeah. So uh, our good friends, the Thebos, um, you know, they they wanted to be like us, as most people do. So they bought a Jeep a while back, and she's just been sitting pretty in their house this whole time. <laughs> and I said, you know... Papa, it's time to get your Jeep dirty. It's time to show you what your Jeep can do. So our Jeep group here, our Jeep family, they were going to go to uh, Durham town. So we booked a cabin because normally we would like caravan down with the Jeep group, but they wanted to get a cabin and just kind of hang out and chill and, and be together, which I was all for. And then what was it, Kenny? Like the Wednesday before we were supposed to meet them on Friday, the Jeep group decided that that place was too easy now. <laughs> so <laughs> they switched to somewhere else last minute, um, which was fine. So we, we had like a, a emergency meeting and we're like, we're pretty sure we can take you through everything. Are you cool with, with just learning from us and not like the whole Jeep group? And um, they're like, yeah, it's too late. Let's go. <laughs> so we met down there. Um, we had Friday Mexican margaritas. They found a place that was 20 minutes away from the, cause there's nothing by the resort. It's just this big redneck playground. Um, so, uh, then we went to our cabin and the next morning we woke up and we took him out, man. And he was so cute. I mean, I, I think poor Nina <laughs> was like white knuckling to death the whole day, but Raymond had fun. And by the end of like after lunch, man, when we went back out, he was more like me, like I'm Billy badass and I'm going to just get dirty and go through all this stuff. I was so proud of him. <laughs> I saw and I your... only lost one fender. Kenny took the other one off. I saw that. Oh I only technically lost one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I saw some of your videos that were, you were posting online and uh, it looked like it was just very baby steps the first time. Ooh, got a little dirt on the tire. <laughs> and then after that, by the end of the day, it was just like, whoa. <laughs> so, looked <laughs> like a lot of fun. In. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have walkie talkies or something that you guys were communicating? We do. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. yeah. 
guess so. I don't have a CB. Otherwise, we could do that. Kenny's the only one with the, the CB. So, but he, so Kenny also did a very nice thing because, you know, uh, I originally owned his Jeep. I don't know if it, y'all knew that. And then I went for an old change and Kenny's like, they have a purple Jeep. And that's how I got the purple Jeep. <laughs> and he took my Jeep. But uh, ever since he took my Jeep, all of a sudden, you know, that thing has just transformed. And he's bought all sorts of cool shit that he's never bought for mine. Until this week, I came home and he bought me, they have these like color lights. And you can make it do all sorts of different colors with an app on your phone. And all different types of like either just on or it'll, you know, rotate. I don't know. It's cool. It's really cool. So Papa Thibault was so proud. He had lights too. And he sent us pictures. And then I said, I'm mine because mine was better. <laughs> I love you, Papa Thibault. <laughs> I saw those lights and the way they were kind of like moving or in the picture of it, it made me think of Herbie the Love Bug. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. It had said like eyes and everything. It was, it was funny. It was cool. And, yeah, and that's cool. like been my big thing because the first time we went off-roading, you know, it was fine during the day. And then they wanted to do a night run. And uh, I, there were two Jeeps ahead of me. And so I was the third one in line. And then they just took off. And I couldn't see because my lights sucked. And uh, at one point, you know, I, I had no idea where we were going. And I was like, at like my Jeep was tilted so far that I thought I was going to fall over. And since I couldn't see like what the next step was, I had no, I had been going off a cliff and I wouldn't know it. Um, and I was terrified. Like I, that's like, after that, I started drinking. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's a very said, sensible no thing to do. <laughs> yeah. No more to get me lights. So now I have lights and I feel better. Cause actually I was driving last night, Kenny, I didn't tell you this, but I was driving home last night. And I was like, wow, like I can tell my lights are on <laughs> You know, before I could really tell, like you, pat, you, you back up to somebody or you, you know, you're behind somebody at a stoplight and you're like, oh, okay. My lights are reflected on their bumper. No, bitch. I could tell. I could tell without them. <laughs> Brights on. I knew my lights were on. It was great. Fine. So yeah, that's my story. Forgot about the waitress. What waitress? At the Mexican restaurant. Oh, she was adorable. We all wanted to take her home. She was cute. She got me. She got she got Papa Thibo, man. She was cool. Does she have a uh, South African accent? <laughs> no, just big old ass margaritas. Oh, she knew how to pour a margarita. Mm, not a delicious margarita. <laughs> Kitty, there's some word, yep. some word going around that uh, are you opening for Garth Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're crazy. <laughs> what is it? What's, 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 what's the scoop? What's the scoop? They weren't supposed to say anything. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> We want to your groupies. We, I, my dad had a uh, has a group which had been in the band for a while. Um, it's just they do like clubs and um, bars and small venues. But um, he's been begging me to get out there and, and sing a song or do something. So since I don't play any instruments, I told him I'd go out there and I'd do a backup singing for our lead singer in the in the group. And uh, I'd been tossing it around in my head and saying I was going to do it and never really got to it and. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Just screw it. Let's go. So I went up there to the Moose Lodge in our area, and um, it was fun. I had, a, I had a good time. I couldn't tell you if I sounded good or not because, you know, <laughs> you it, was loud. it was loud up on the stage. And, you know, 
standing around behind a guy that's got the the largest speaker playing a bass and is right in your ear and the drums are in your other ear. You you know, do what you can do. But I had fun. Oh, that's good. That's what I'm sleeping with the band now. Oh, (laughs) I got to learn how to fight off all those groupies, you know. (laughs) I wasn't really worried after a little while last night, though. (laughs) 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 That moose lodge is a hoot. <laughs> oh, I think that's awesome. I loved seeing the clip of you, Kenny. It looked like you're just having a ball. Yeah, that's me. That's it. So on our next We got uh, to hear a little bit of Kenny sing when we were oh, in Nashville. Yeah. I, I forgot I mean I kind of forgot about it here at this at this mm-hmm. moment, but yeah. Little uh Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. That. Yeah. That was a random, random moment. And it was a duo. Yeah, but you know what? So he's always He's always had a great voice, but, and I'm going to let us know our age, like back in the MySpace days, um, I like caught him. He didn't know it, but I could hear him. He was on some, something where like they took turns singing like this karaoke website or something instead of in a bar, they're just like, you, you know, anonymous online. And he was singing his heart out. He sounded so good. Well, now <laughs> we know. Next time, next, next time we're together, we got to go to a karaoke bar so we can hear Kenny sing. We'll be your biggest fans. That's right. He's going to have some some practice before then. They got another <laughs> booking next week. No, we run, we run We run the uh, Smokies race next year. We get a little moonshine and Kenny. And yes. somebody who can play a little tune on the guitar can, can get him warmed up. And I'm then sure we, we can we find s- somebody. We sit, a little, sit around a little campfire. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, let's get I this could invite in. our friend Tammy Sue. She'll bring the whole karaoke set, man. Speakers <laughs> and microphones and everything. We'll have a hoedown. <laughs> hoedown. Uh, cool. Ryan, where'd you end up going? You were away too, right? Yeah, so we did the mountains in early July and end of July we did the beach. So you got that age-old question, mountains or beach? And honestly, that's tough always a one. tough one. Tough one. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of depends on the day, but uh, we went down with my wife's family to Navarre Beach, and uh, typically we'd go down to Orange Beach or Gulf Shores. This time we went down a little bit along the Gulf Coast and uh, went into Florida and had a great time. Uh, there was a couple other families, um, some related, some not related, some just friends that uh, we were kind of traveling down. It all kind of came together because we were actually supposed to be on an Alaskan cruise uh, last year, uh, wow. in July and they didn't go out and we kind of waited around a little bit to see if cruises were going to happen this year. And when it didn't look so great, um, uh, like late in last year, we decided, you know what, forget the cruising. It's probably not going to be great for a while. So let's just go to the beach and we can space out if things are still not great then at that time. And uh, so that's kind of what the plan was. But uh, most of the families that were planning to go on the cruise uh, opted to go down here. And so we had, you know, some times where we were all together at once. And then we other times we were kind of on doing our own thing. So it, it was it was a good time. Um, it was hot. We had three days of excessive heat warnings. So you wake up and it's like 630 and it's already like 85, 100% humidity real feel feel like 105 and it's like this is like not even seven o'clock in the morning what is it going to be like by midday so it was was, yeah it wasn't great um and of course i tried to keep my 
training going throughout the week there and did pretty good. Um, I didn't run on our travel day back and um, I had my off day on Monday, so I didn't run the Monday we, uh, day after we got down there. So, um, But there was one day during the week where I was scheduled to run and I just couldn't put it together. Um, we had two consecutive days where we were in, out in a boat and uh, just got beat up by the sun and had some heat exhaustion, I guess, because I had a massive headache to the point I thought I was going to have to crawl down the hallway to the bathroom in order to just reach the toilet and puke my brains out. But oh my uh, gosh. didn't have to get to that point. Finally, I just took some um, additional Advil and uh, just kept trying to force water down. Even though I did not feel like drinking anything, I knew that was part of dehydration, just kind of hanging with it. So eventually took a nap, snapped out of it, and uh, was like, yeah, I'm not even going to try to go out and run right now. But um, did well with the training. Um, we went out to this, it's, it's closer to Destin. It's called Crab Island. And we rented out two pontoon boats. And one of the pontoon boats had a double decker and it had slides coming down off the second deck. Oh, that's fun. And yeah, that looked really cool. Yeah. You go, you, uh, boat out maybe, uh, well from the, uh, from the boat dock that you, you rent from, you go out maybe four or five miles and it's towards Destin. We, we, uh, Dropped in off of, uh, out of Fort Walton, I think it was. At any rate, you're out in this island and, and this water in some areas is, it's barely above your knees and other areas it, it might be at your hips. And it's, people drop the anchors on their boats and just hang out. And they've got some big old boats that are like restaurants. They're serving burgers and oh, fries wow. and drinks. And then you've got some that are selling inflatables. And then you had all these kind of little bitty boats. Uh, little sailboat things that is um, kind of a little buggy type thing. They had a big old cooler that they were selling ice creams out of and they would sail around to all the boats. And we're talking like hundreds of boats just anchored down in this area. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, sliding off the slide, just That's having cool. a good time. So um, definitely would do that again. But, you know, a beach vacation, like with Gatlinburg, there was times where it was like, you know what, we could add on a couple of days here and – you know, have a lot of stuff to do. Beach vacations, generally after about a week, you're like, okay, I'm done with the heat. I'm done with the sand. I don't want any more salt water in my mouth. Um, I'm ready to go home. But, uh, and that's kind of where we were by the end of it. But like I said, we had a great time. So, so beach versus mountain, mountain winds. I, so hard to say. It is hard yeah. to say because honestly, there's times hey, where I'm you just like, stay, and you don't want to stay at the other one. Well, I mean, but it, it's just like, especially like in Gatlinburg, there's so many different natural park areas to see and visit, and waterfalls and areas. And I guess maybe if you were there for 14 days, eventually you'd be like, I've seen one waterfall, I've seen them all, mm -hmm. I've I've walked one trail, I've walked them all, kind of thing. So I don't know. I think. There was just things that got left out of our vacation specifically that I was like, man, a couple more days there would have been nice. But yeah, but there's times where I'm really in the mood to just go sit on the beach and do absolutely freaking nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, Kenny, I think we're going to Gatlinburg the wrong time of the year because like after four days in the winter, I'm done. Well, and it, you well, know, we ever, we've not done any of that. We've not been able to go hiking and, and see any waterfall. It's just moonshine tasting. Yeah. And, 
you know, you, there's only so much walking around Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge and you're done. Let's stop going with my parents and let's just go with us. Okay, let's do that. And we can get done what we need to get done. Let me know the dates. I was just going to say, we can meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> These y'all sound like better, better partners to go down and have fun with. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we did that. We did that pontoon boat on uh, Douglas Lake, which was, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes outside of Gatlinburg or something. And it was really nice to be in that lake water that was so clean and it was warm. And I thought, oh, you don't get this in the ocean. You know, it's just because you're dealing with the salt and the sand. Yeah. And it was just. But, you know, sweet. I was mentioning Crab Island. That's one of the draws there is that the water is so clear. You could yeah. see oh, your feet. It was. it was beautiful. You could. It see was everything. gorgeous, and yeah. yeah, and we found some crabs. It's really Crab Island because we found some crabs, and it's kind of crazy. You know what else I did on Crab Island? What? I registered for <laughs> registered for a run Disney <laughs> oh, race. That's right. That was Marathon <laughs> Weekend Week. Oh, oh my gosh, oh that was God. crazy. That was crazy. That was the the weirdest. <laughs> craziest day of I I've had in forever. Tell me about it. And I'm in a meeting. So are we all talking about this now? Cause let's go. Let's yeah. Let's it. just go. Yep. 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 All right. So, you know, Don and I, we had those super secret celebrity friends, right? So we've been trying to decide, are we doing Disney like marathon weekend Prince? What, what's going on? So we finally all agreed that we weren't going to do marathon weekend. We were going to go visit one of our, friends in California and do Disneyland for like my birthday weekend in January and whatever. It didn't have to be for my birthday, just like in January to celebrate and whatever. And we were not going to do marathon weekend. And, uh, so the day of, and I mean, that was a couple of weeks, like all in, we're all in, we all understand that's what we're doing. And then the day, I didn't even know this was the day of registration. <laughs> so I send them all a text and I'm like, guys, I was stressed out about signing up for this race weekend. And now I'm stressed out about not signing up for it. I said, can we, can we commit to a date in January to go to Disneyland so that I have something to look forward to? And all of a sudden the plan just blows up. And there was. <laughs> so our super celebrity friend that lives in California that we were going to stay with. She, uh, she's like, uh, well, actually like, because her mother-in-law is now coming to stay. She's like, I can't do January. Um, but we could do like maybe the first week in February. And then Donna's like, <laughs> feel, I could feel her text, like freaking out. And I knew in that moment, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm signing up for marathon weekend. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, wait, what? And then she's like, the whole point was for us to get together in January. I can't do two trips because, you know, she's doing princess. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God. How am I going to sign up for this during a meeting? I'm going to have to make this happen. I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's yep. sign up. Yep. And I, I, I mean, it was 10:15 when I sent that text, and registration had opened up at 10. So I am just losing it, pretty much. And I'm like, my immediately, my hands start shaking. I got my iPad going. I got the computer going, and we're flying texts back and forth in that group to try and figure out what we're gonna do. And oh my gosh! But I was, I was actually really surprised at how smoothly it went. Fine. We were able to get in the 10K and the half. And, and it, um, I no, think I no, only had to wait like 18 minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah. I heard people had like hours of wait mm -hmm. and we were late getting in there. Maybe that was a good thing. Yeah. Because I'm like in the back charging my phone because I'm like, my phone's going to die. And yeah, <laughs> it was 
15, 20 minute wait to get in. And then I don't know about you, Donna, but once I registered, I think I registered the 10K first, afraid that that was going to sell out. And then I went to go do the half thinking I would be put back in a waiting room. And I wasn't, I was like right in signing up for the half. Yeah, I noticed that when I did some testing for one and dine just to see how the process worked, um, I saw that you could register for an additional race without having to go back to the queue. So that was good. So you ended up signing up for the uh, 10K and the half? Is that what we did? Yeah, that's (laughs) what we did. So that's what we're doing. (laughs) Were were all the races still open at uh, at that point when you registered? At that point, they were. And then I remember I was texting you and I'm like, hey, we we changed our minds again. We're doing it. We're doing the 10K and a half. And he's like, uh, I'm on a boat. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and, and honestly, um, and I kind of had the mindset because we have a big family trip um, in the end of December. And I was just like trying to just the time off work. And you know what? It was like, it's really literally between Christmas and New Year's is our family trip. And I know it's not a great time to go, but my is a teacher and so is my sister-in-law. So it's, we got to make do, but, um, so yeah, so I go on that trip and then I, what, go back to work for like two days or three days. And then I turn right back around. So I knew that if I would go marathon weekend, there was absolutely zero chance I'm signing up for Dopey. Um, because a of the time, but then also B, while I had fun the last time I signed up for Dopey, I just didn't want to race that or run that many races. You know, it just mm-hmm. takes away from the other time that I, I enjoyed just as much. And um, so, yeah, honestly, I was just kind of like, you know what? Forget it. Um, and, you know, I was, you know, aware that there was going to be some people there that um, I would definitely miss um, not going. And I was hopeful that uh, Princess Weekend would probably be a better time frame for me to go down there. So I was kind of actually banking on Princess. And um, yeah, during our trip, I got some news that probably makes our December trip a little bit more of a challenge. And so I thought, hmm, there's a chance that the December trip doesn't happen. And if the December trip doesn't happen and I don't sign up for Marathon Weekend, I'm really going to be kicking myself. Regret, regret. <laughs> yeah. And so I kind of sat on it for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on this boat. And if there's stuff open later in the evening or, you know, a couple of days down the road, then fine. I'll sign up for whatever. And um, that's kind of where I was with it. And I said, if not, I'll just sign up for Princess, worst, worst case scenario. But um, then you were texting me like, yeah, so we all weren't going to go, but now we're going. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm on a boat. I'm just going to wait and deal with whatever, you know, after the fact. And, and I kind of checked on it a little bit and I saw, was it the half marathon and the, the 5k sold out first Yes. and I was refreshing. I think the half marathon was next. Yeah. And Which was surprising. Yeah. The 10k. Yeah. And I saw that, and I kind of had the same intentions of doing the 10K and the half with the idea. And that's what I was going to do at Princess. I was going to race the 10K and run the half for fun. And uh, that's kind of the same idea that I had for Marathon Weekend. So I was refreshing. When I saw the half go down, it was sold out. I'm like, crap. So, which, you know. You signed up for Dopey? No, I did not sign up (laughs) for Dopey. I ain't doing that mess. So I ended up, uh, and I, I, I... contemplated goofy but i was like man i really don't want to run 
that much on the weekend. And Dope, or Amer- Goofy actually kind of would work out because I wouldn't have to take as many days off on the beginning of the week. But I ended up ultimately signing up for the 10K and uh, signed up for that with the hope that the half marathon, if they break up some Goofy bibs or something or Dopey bibs down the road, which is likely, um, that the half would reopen up again. So when the 10K was just sitting there, um, after the half and the 5K, I was like, okay, I, I, I think I'm supposed to sign up now because if I don't sign up, this is going to be sold out. And sure enough, later in the day, I checked it and it was sold out. So, um, so it was a good move. So I'm in for the 10K. Um, I'm just kind of wait and see for the half. And I mean, the question though, with everything going on now, I know. What's the likelihood this is actually going to go down? I don't want to talk about that. Can we? Can, <laughs> this is. This is. <laughs> don't want to talk about that. It was like masks are back. Nope. 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 I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's kind of horseshit, honestly. Um, th- th- this is this is a scenario. We, we've been waiting for these races to finally open up. The registration opens up, and then boom, Florida is like engulfed in this blowing up. Yeah. COVID battle again. And it's just like, for heaven's sakes. Um, yeah. I mean, honest, I don't know. I don't want to dive too deep into it again. Cause I feel like we've had so many conversations over this, right? But yeah, my damn Boston trip is, I know. I'm, I, know. I just booked my flight for, to Boston, um, last weekend. We came home from the beach and that was like on, it's been on my mind for some time and it's starting to keep me up at night because I'm like, I'm all registered for it. I got the hotel and everything. So I'm all, but I don't have a flight and I've been sitting for a while because thinking hopefully that maybe there's some hiring that goes on and there's more uh, flights that open up, but it's not happening. And these flight prices aren't getting any cheaper. And so it's just like, okay, they're awful, awful. And it's really, it's kind of a shame that it's, you know, over Columbus day weekend and it's right during prime uh, foliage time up there. I mean, you have so many things going against those prices. So it's such a bummer. And that was kind of another reason why I was kind of holding off because I was like, man, I don't know for sure yet, like what this whole trip to Boston is going to cost me and playing that role and with our Disney trip and December, if that would still happen. So just a lot of, things of, you know, kind of tossing around to see if Marathon Weekend was actually even going to work out or if, you know, delaying it a little bit was, was make more sense. But I don't know. Right now, it's just myself, uh, my mother, my sister, and Colton that are going to be joining me for Boston. So not the whole crew. There's some other stuff going on here at home that Taylor wanted to attend to. So their flights were going to be delayed or different than ours anyways. And with just the cost and everything going up, it's just it's not even really practical. I, I wouldn't, it, I mean, it would mean a lot for them to be there for sure, but, um, not at that price, yeah. you know, not the price, you know, it, Get you know. It. so it's a bummer, but yeah, now I'm going to have to look at this. So we don't even have flights for our December trip to Disney at this point. And that's the flight prices. You think they're bad in October. Mm-hmm. Try to look it up. Southwest flights to Orlando over Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. it's awful. It's awful. Ouch. I don't My mom, even know what the resort costs. Yeah, that's that's a tough pill to swallow when you when you book a resort and you can like look around in like April, May, June, and you can see like <laughs> what the resort prices are, and you're just like. I'm paying this much for yeah so uh, yeah, my mom suggested us driving, but the last time we drove all the way down there, it was awful. 
<laughs> and we swore we would none ever drive like that again. So we shall see. Mm. So marathon weekend. <sighs> Little, it's, on, it's on the calendar. Yeah. It is on the calendar. We got to start planning our costumes. Speak Cobra for yourself. Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra the Kai Ohana. Right oh my God. I'm so excited <laughs> about that. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. So, and I was, I was even getting more excited. I mean, I know they're not really related, but sort of. So I actually was just in Boston and don't worry, they're not wearing masks yet. Um, but <laughs> I, I like, I flew Delta cause that was half the price of Southwest, which is crazy. Yeah. But they have, you know, like the in movies and I didn't have headphones. Um, so I just put Mortal Kombat with subtitles. <laughs> and I what they were saying, finish him. And I was just thinking about that with Cobra Kai. And I was just getting excited all over again. <laughs> I think I need to have a rewatch of that movie. I mean, we of should. that series. We should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of it. The movies and then the Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. Kenny, are you listening? Because we're, we're going to do that. Yes, I'm listening. I'm in. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, are you going to come down for Marathon Weekend, even if you're not running yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I guess. Weekend. Oh, no. Ooh. Ooh. sorry. <laughs> or not. <laughs> no, he's going to have. Oh, he can stay with Ryan. Coming. He can stay yeah, with Ryan. Stay with Ryan, I'll stay with the girls. It's fine. Yeah. There we go. They're all working out. <laughs> <sighs> Well, volunteer opportunities, or I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're uh, they're still open. Yeah. Actually, That's I think weird. I read something. I'm so that, curious how they're going to do that. I haven't even looked into that at all. Yeah, I thought I saw something come across my social feed at some point um, as they were looking for volunteers, maybe for wine and dine, maybe. That would make sense. So, man. Hard to believe did that's going to be coming did up. Did those right. races, do you guys recall, did the wine and dine ever completely sell out? Did it? Because I thought I, I didn't hear that they had, but I hadn't been checking it because I, because I have no real, I'm not going. Um, but then I saw somebody post that all the races had reopened and I was surprised to read that because I didn't think that they had sold out. So I was I got all excited because at first I thought she she must mean marathon weekend. And I thought then, the 10K and then sold out. Wine and dine, so. I thought the 10K sold out. Oh, yeah, you're right. And the I think it did, did come back out. open right. for a little bit and then it was like gone again. But mm. if there's any other races that are sold out, well, I'm looking right now, actually trying to. Um, yeah, it just kind of gave me hope that something will happen with marathon weekend, Ryan. I think you'll get into the half if you want it. Yeah, I'm not terribly concerned. I think if it were the other way around where I got into the half and wanted to get mm-hmm. into 10K, I think that would be harder because I don't think the 10K just opens up too much. But with the uh, with the Goofy Challenge and the Dopey Challenge mm-hmm. and sometimes right. them splitting up bibs, I, you know, that's that's happened to, uh, to reopen in the past. So I think I'll get an opportunity there. Uh, looks like the 5K and the 10K are sold out. The half marathon is still open, and the Disney Two Course Challenge is still open for wine and dine. The uh, uh, vers- virtual races did. I, th- I thought I saw. Yeah, those those virtual those yeah, sold the, out. Yeah, the 5K and the 10K for the virtual race sold out. But wow, like the uh, like the in person, the half and the two course challenge are still open. So. Still a lot of love for virtual racing. Hmm. I haven't seen nearly as many uh, 
advertisements or I haven't been getting emails and stuff for them as of lately, more in-person races seem to be coming back. So it'll be curious to see if they start canceling them again. I don't know. I feel like people are okay outside. Yeah. And, you know, I think, um, you know, we recently, just as as it's kind of closing down now, we had the Olympics take off in Tokyo and those went off with Mm -hmm. some pretty strict uh, COVID policies for the athletes. And I think at least, you know, it all seemed that everything went pretty well with that. And I I think that gives it some hope that maybe there's some um, tasks that can be done for some of these big races to allow them to be, to be manageable. So, so I don't know. Fluid situation. Wait and see. Yep. Yep. Speaking of Olympics, do you guys, uh, did you guys watch any Olympics? You know, I didn't watch a whole lot, mostly because we were gone for a lot of it. And I mean, it, I guess it was kind of on in the evenings and I was playing games or doing something, but you know, Kenny had brought up that we should be paying attention to the, to the marathon just because that's kind of what we're talking about. And I really didn't think I'd watch it. And then it happened to be on the night we were at the beach and I got to watch the women's marathon. And Oh my gosh, that was really exciting. I got sucked right into it. And Man, it was great. You know, my father-in-law was sitting there with the remote control and anytime a commercial came, he would switch the channel and I was losing my mind. Finally, I was like, listen, I'm really afraid you're going to, you're going to miss the end of the race and I want to see it. So finally he just, (laughs) he just left it alone. But man, that was, I mean, I just didn't think, because I guess I've never, I don't think I've ever watched a marathon being run before. I was like, how exciting could this be? Like, you're just going to watch them run for two hours. Are you kidding? Wow. Was I wrong? I mean, that was really, really something. I mean, obviously because of the way it, it finished, it it made it that much more special, but it was really cool. It was really, really exciting and emotional. I felt myself get like, (gasps) you know, when Molly came in, it's, oh my gosh, that was great. It's just one of the, you you have um, some relation to it while you're, while your connection is quite a bit different than Molly, you're at least able to relate to the race, the distance, the conditions, and, you know, some of the strategies that as they're playing out and yeah, so it's, it's a relatable event in our own little way. And I I think that's what makes it, you know, so much interesting because otherwise, 26.2 26.2 miles on TV for two and a half hours, you know, sit down and watch it. And it's like, okay, they're running, you know, how can I watch? It? And to most people, you can't, but yeah, I think when you've got some relation to, to marathon running, you can kind of enjoy it. Don't they switch to other uh, things going on at the same time? Or you just sat there and watched them run? Just watch the marathon pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. The, the, these Olympics and they always, it always happens when they're in uh, another country. I always love when the Olympics are in the United States. So it's so, so much easier to watch in, in your prime time location, right? But with, with everything being in Tokyo, it was like you either had to wake up super early in the morning or stay up really late to see a lot of the good events. And so for me, it didn't work out because I'm running at the time in the morning whenever a lot of these races are going on or these events and didn't want to stay up too late and watch them because you got to work and everything else. So... I didn't get to see a whole lot, but uh, there were a couple of events that I sought to uh, to sit down and watch, and it helped that the marathon, both the men's and the women's, were on the weekend, so that helped out a lot. 
Yeah, I haven't been able to watch anything. I, I mean, I've kind of followed a few things on social media, obviously the gymnastics bit. I mean, that's always been my favorite um, sport anyway, besides the Winter Olympics. That's really, I, I will watch that. Um, but I haven't been able to watch anything. I've just been working too much mm-hmm. or hanging with my kid, watching anime, you know, priorities. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I watched mostly track events, track and field events, uh, a little bit of the gymnastics and, um, there's so many, I mean, you, NBC had these things scattered on like eight different channels. So that, that didn't help when you already had the time, then yeah. you were dealing with like the USA network, the NBC mm-hmm. channel, MSNBC, you know, NBC sports, you got to the Peacock app that you have to have a subscription to. And it's just like they're spreading these things all over, which I guess is great that they have access to all these channels that they can, you know, televise so many different events. But at the same time, finding this TV guide or the schedule for these events and what channels they were going to happen on, it was, that was kind of a nightmare. Um, so I ended up watching a couple of other ridiculous sports. Handball. <laughs> what is handball? Handball. Um, I don't. Donna, did you watch handball? No, I, I didn't see it. It's at the best. It's played like on like a basketball court or a volleyball court, so it's indoors. And um, the best way I could describe it is like some weird combination of basketball and soccer. I don't know. Yeah, really? I'm not kidding you. They have like this ball. It's probably like you know larger than a softball but smaller than a soccer ball and obviously it's handball so they're running around with it in hand and they don't have to dribble it they can carry it and run a couple of steps and then toss it to a teammate and there's a half court and there's a, a soccer goal not a big soccer goal kind of a smaller soccer goal on either end and there's a goaltender on each of those front of those goals and they they have like a perimeter so like on a basketball court you got like the three-point line there's like a perimeter on this court that's marked and they cannot enter that zone and uh, with their feet. So, like, they, they jump from that perimeter line and then throw the ball into the net or try to throw it past the goalie. So, I don't know. Like, I, had, I, didn't, I didn't even know the rules, but I had to sit there and watch this silly thing for, like, a couple of hours just to, like, grasp. <laughs> hours? Well, you're right. like, well... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just absolutely bored. I had to watch it, right? Uh, But I was trying to grasp the rules and the concept of the game. And it got me thinking, how the hell do you try out and make the United States handball team? Was there United? That's what I was going to ask you. Was there a USA handball team? Yeah, there was was many teams from different countries. I I don't even know how you sign up. You know, it's like... You know, everybody goes through grade school or middle school. You know what? I want to be a baseball player. I want to be, you know, a football player, basketball player. Maybe these are the kids that couldn't decide cheerleader. between all the sports. So here's handball. Maybe. Handball. Like, I didn't even know it was a thing. You know, I had to do racquetball, right? But yeah. Is there picketball? Have you heard of picketball? You mean pickle? Pickleball? No, picket, picketball. I have no idea what that is. No. It's like some weird version of like whistle ball and tennis. My boss that's is pickleball. Like, pickle. Pickleball. <laughs> yeah. That's that's that fun. I have heard of. I have heard of. I played that. That's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. That should be an Olympic sport. I think that would be I'm Olympic. Surprised it's not. Because what it's about very popular? Yeah. What's that that crap you throw the little bean bag? Cornhole. 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 
they, six for you. you know what? They have handball. They may as well have. They should have. They may as well have an Olympic sport for a cornhole too. <laughs> but they, they don't. Cornhole tournaments, though, right? Yeah, they do. ESPN airs them all the freaking yeah. time. It's ridiculous. I didn't, and these these guys are money. I mean, they, I mean, they can sit there and throw the b- bag into the hole every time. Every time, it's yeah. it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I think that should be an Olympic sport. If handball is an Olympic sport, I think cornhole should be. Give it another four years. Which, yep. by the way, that reminds me. So the next Olympics going to be in twenty twenty four. Because yes. these were still called the 2020 Olympics. Yeah, they still call it the 2020 Olympics, so, um, even though it was delayed a year. I wonder if that works to an athlete's advantage or not, to only have three years now to prepare. Well, were, was everybody on the team picked for the 2020? Or did they have to re redo it? I can't remember. For what, like the marathon or for, for anything? For any, no. any of the Well, they did the marathon trials uh, February of 2020. Right. And so so that was done quite a bit earlier. The actual track and field uh, trials actually only occurred like a couple. They only occur like a couple like a month before trials or before the Olympics. So those were, I want to say, like May or June hmm. uh, for the I think it was like June for the Olympic trials. So, so the, you they really only knew that close to going that they oh, yeah. going for track and field. Yeah. And that's always the case, or this wasn't yeah. some special thing because of COVID. No, no, it's always they always hold the uh, track and field events for most of those track and field events. You got to think, unlike the marathon, where you need so much time to recover, right? Well, a lot yeah. of these track and field events are so short that they can go through them, and that's true. Heck, they're for, for some of these athletes, they're running prelims and then semifinals and then finals of their same event during the Olympics, yeah. so they got to run it three times. So, it's, did you see how high some of those high jumpers jumped? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I did that in high school. I was close to being an Olympic athlete, but (laughs) (laughs) my dad still makes fun of me because I think I only got over four feet. (laughs) I was a, I did some jumping in high high school as a triple jumper. uh, And my coach is like, Armbruster, we need you to try out high jump. And he really was like gung ho about getting me a high jump. Took me to a couple of practices and I think he just gave up on it. He's like, no. <laughs> What's a triple jumper? Uh, the triple jump, that's your hop step jump. So it's kind of like a oh, long jump, oh, but oh. you're running, okay. you're doing the same, same runway, but you got different boards. Um, okay. So I could, I was coordinated enough to do that, but I, I could not get the coordination for a high jumping down. It's just some awkward foot movement when you take yeah, off. I'll have to foot. show you the way you have to like throw yourself over the bar. Oh, yeah. Please show us I'm right really, now. I'm we'll, really we'll, good we'll, at it. We'll record it and we'll put it up on, on okay, Instagram. I, I will record it for everybody else and <laughs> we're all the laughing on. Uh, goodness. So, so yeah, yeah. I saw a couple of those, a couple of the, like, um, I don't know if they were canoes. Like it did, it wasn't like actual crew or rowing, but it was in some tiny little skinny boat. Holy cow. Is it just, like an individual? I, it was like an individual. It was race, right? one that was individual and then one that had four of them. So I think the individual one was called a canoe and they would like be on their knee. One yeah. Knee one. Oh U.S. girl, I think gosh. won that. I think she won gold in it. The U.S. girl. They, and they were paddling on the one side. Yeah. That's I would I do a thinking. freaking circle. Yes. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Not to mention, I kept thinking the cramp you would get in your butt from <laughs> being in that position. 
the whole time. Not just, only that, like I, I feel like a cramp like down the side of your ribs as as oh, you're as you just doing that r- same rowing mode. And they were crazy. like, and yeah, then the, and then the ones that had the four people in the little boat, the size of their shoulders was like enormous. They were just massive, just muscle. I kept thinking they've got to have padding on under whatever they're wearing, but I don't think they did. It was just, it was crazy. Crazy. The strength that you have to have in order to move as quick as they do on water. That is. Yeah. Cause they're flying. They're flying. fast. Really cool. Flying, flying, flying. So with what little Olympics some of us did watch, did you guys have any moments, or even even if you caught it on social, did you guys have any moments uh, from the Olympics that really stood out as uh, being memorable for you? Well, I think everybody's going to think of Simone, right? I mean, yeah, especially all of that that whole situation, especially with the going into the Olympics, she had so much media attention and ever you know build up and. It's great. She's putting U.S. gymnastics on her shoulders again for another Olympics, and sometimes it's. I mean, she did what was best. Yeah, and that that you know is extremely hard in her situation to do. So, you know, I I applaud her for for doing that. If that was the right thing for her to do, she should have done it. And, And from what I hear, it's just not done, right? So right. it was just a huge thing for her to do that for herself. And, and I think for the team too. Yeah. Uh, I was severely disappointed, I think, with so much of the backlash that I was reading on yeah. social media. So many people were just like, she's quitting on her team. They had a chance for gold and now they're, she's not going to do it. And she just needs to suck it up and you know get through it. I have hard days at work. There's some days that I don't want to do this. It's like... And people were throwing out so many ridiculous analogies that don't even – not only are they not even in the same arena, they're not even on the same freaking planet as yeah. this. And you can't compare. I mean, the best comparison is uh, – I think Steve Magnus equated and explained it really well in the scientific um, uh, analysis behind it is It's like what they call in baseball or some sports is they call it the yips. And, you know, she was experiencing what they call the twisties in gymnastics. And, you know, it's just something that you do so often, so repetitive. And as an elite athlete like that, it is, it, you don't even think about some of the steps in the process that you do to, to achieve what she was trying to do. Uh, but in that given moment, moment, her brain had just completely disconnected from the rest of her body. And she wasn't able to make those associations that are just happen so naturally. And, and you, know, you read about people who, you know, 20 years ago in the same field gymnast that, that was forced right. to continue is now paralyzed. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, because that's the sport, like they don't care, like, you know, do it, do it. And right. That's why I applaud her for being like, no, I'm not like there's something wrong and I'm not doing this because I'm not ruining my life and my career, you know, because you're telling me that I should suck it up. One there wrong, are times yeah. you don't suck it up, buttercup, you, you, you've got to listen to yourself and stop. The sport and her ac- activity is 
so dangerous when you have that type of disconnect. You've had vertical yeah. experience, right, Brittany? Yeah. A- and that's another way that it was kind of being compared to. Imagine having to perform this with, with basically vertigo because your mind and your body are just n- not in communication. It, it, you, it's not how? safe. No, it's not. It's not it's safe not- at all. It's not safe at all. And so this, these, the people that were making these comparisons that just completely unrelated, A, some of these sports don't have this type of danger involved when it's just, uh, oh, you just got to learn to focus and get through it. It's not a focus issue. You can't force right. it. You try to force it. It's only going to make worse. You've got to find a way to zoom out, chill out, relax the body. She was taking on stresses um, beyond – Obviously, what she could handle. I mean, how long has this buildup gone? And how long has she been the greatest gymnast in the history? I mean, she is the greatest. And she still is the greatest gymnast in the United States history. Probably in all of gymnastics. And I don't know. That's a lot to put on the shoulders. And for people to say, well, she's letting her teammates down. I don't think her teammates were let down. They were actually thrilled and supporting her. They went out and got silver. And on top of it, there's another factor in that because Simone Biles is on like another planet with her ability in in the sport, she was being judged a lot more harshly because some of the other athletes couldn't even perform some of the tasks that she's done. And instead of getting a higher difficulty that she deserves for some of the, the things she can do, they were basically dropping her scores. And when she wouldn't complete those, it was like a bigger deduction and so she wasn't playing the same in the same area that some of these other uh, gymnasts were. And that in itself was kind of um, hurting the team. So if, if Simone goes out there and she can't do two and a half twists off of a vault, uh, instead she only does one, that's a huge deduction versus if another gymnast goes out there and does the one twist, right? And nails it. So... I don't know, it was it was a big ordeal, and I think that was probably added to some of what she was going through. And yeah, I fully support her, and I'm kind of disappointed that more people didn't because right. Well, kind of I shame. mean, I think she she's probably the first person to do that to stand up for herself. You know. Well, and there's there's another girl in uh, tennis. I can't think of the name. She dropped out of a couple of really large tennis matches. Because she was just couldn't couldn't handle um, the media sessions before and after the matches, and it was just too much. And man, we put so much into sports, and they're just sports. They're just sports. But we we the fandom that so many people have, they just put so much into these sports, and it becomes a livelihood. And and whenever people don't perform or can't perform and you know they get hammered they get drilled and and then they try to force through silly injuries and makes things worse and i don't know i i just feel like hopefully with uh the gal from tennis and with simone and i know there are others that are just kind of escaping my mind right now but i i sure hope that you know with all of this we kind of step back and say you know what it's just sport it's just Olympic Games. Sure, people are out there doing their best to challenge. You don't think Simone Biles didn't want to win gold for the team? Right, right. Come on. Right. 
So, I mean, for her to make that, she's on the biggest stage. She's got, you know, she doesn't have to prove anything. She is the best in the world. And on the biggest stage, she didn't want to go and sit out of that. So, I don't know, throw a bone at her. I mean, give her a break, give everybody else a break. And maybe we ought to take a little bit out of that ourselves whenever we're beating ourselves up uh, That's on, right. on these training runs and things Absolutely like that. Absolutely right. Give yourself a break. It's just sport. Yes, you're challenging yourself, but you know what? 10, 15 years from now, you know, maybe not in Simone Biles' case because it was she's got so much media about it, but nobody's going to remember that you missed a training run or had to cut something short or go through an injury, something like that. So I'm going to save this file for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, Ryan... I was, I, I was thinking of you this morning as I was running my long run because I almost texted Donna because, you know, she's my workout buddy and said, after two miles, I'm done. I can't do this day. But you did seven. Uh, I, I meant to cheer you seven. on. I'm sorry. I got that little text in the middle of something. I was like, oh, she ran so far today. Yeah, no, I ran like 7.3 and it was uh, shortly after the two. And so to be fair, I choose the hardest trail first. Okay. I don't know why I do that. It's like the one that is the steepest, highest up on that second mile or second or second half to third mile. And that's the one I choose to do first. So of course I was just like, F this. I don't think my legs are going to cooperate today. And, you know, after that, I just found my rhythm and I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the rest of it. And Yay. of course all trails. So, I mean, Don, I know I look slow, but it's all trails. So it's I didn't all look. I didn't trails. even look at your time. I was not at all concerned about your time. I was like, she. Just I looked did at the seven point three. Like, oh. Who cares? Care. Who cares? I don't, I, care. I don't care what I'm doing trails because, like I said, it's it's a lot of running, but it's a lot of climbing and avoiding horse poop. So you know, whatever. <laughs> awesome, Don. Do you have a uh, favorite or uh, memorable moment from the Olympics? Oh, really? It was just watching Molly come in, I think. I mean, well, that and and then and then when you watch, uh, I'm never going to, I never say his name right. Kapochi? Kapochi. Kapochi. Elliot Kachogi. 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 He ran his uh, full marathon in the same amount of time it took as, as my PR for a half marathon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. I just did. I did break that. But still, like what I had been holding on. And that just is mind blowing. I mean, to watch them, they're just flying. It looks like I could yeah. not believe how fast their legs were going, and they well, never fall. They look so easy. Yeah, yeah like that's what I mean. crazy like, Sunday morning. I'm not right? like no heavy breathing, no none of that. Just no. like I'm out for a run today. And there were there were some mar- race in Atlanta. Like I'm running a half, and I mean this was back when I was a bit faster, and we finished as the first marathon guys finishing started yeah. at the same time. I'm like, yeah, what the. F- I know it's crazy. It's just, it's just amazing to see what your bodies are yeah. able to do, you know? And then of course, not mine, like said, but yeah, with Molly, it was just, um, it was just really exciting to see her pull through like that. And, you know, when I, I had, I read somewhere that the, her PR marathon, I'm going to screw it up, but basically her PR was like minutes behind whatever the girls were and she wasn't even expected to place at all yeah that's this, just it's just mind-blowing for her to be able to come i mean could you imagine what that would have felt like for her like i just oh, yeah i think and i i guess that's what brings on the emotion when i'm watching it 
is knowing how great she must feel. Like you could just see it when she was crossing the finish line and she's like, you know, her, her arms are ready to go up and she's just like, yes. It was just, that was, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. The women that finished ahead of Molly, uh, one was the current world marathon record holder. Mm-hmm. That girl finished second. The girl who finished first, um, she's either the current or the former uh, world half marathon record holder. And so she had some elite, you know, world-class, like top in the world uh, runners ahead of her. And she was there with them throughout the whole race. And they had a large group at the beginning that was kind of hanging with them. And it was just like that heat and, you know, it just kept turning up throughout the day. And they were just dropping one by one by one and slowly just kind of dwindled down. And it was kind of cool to see. Uh, during the race, the strategies. And I'll tell you, having Kara Goucher, a uh, former marathon runner, commentate on the mm-hmm. track and field and the marathon events, holy cow, it was just such a breath of f- fresh air that you actually had someone who n- knew the strategies involved and mm-hmm. just just knew what was actually happening that in the various moments and could speak on it. Than having some random commentator on there that we're usually stuck with. So did you happen to see? She put out a tweet afterwards that I thought was really interesting too, and in how she said that being able to be there and see these athletes work from a totally different perspective because she has been disappointed. I guess she has kind of lived with disappointment of her performance in some of the Olympics that she's been in, and she said she came back with it now feeling like. Um, I need to stop being so hard on myself because I was looking at the people who came in, you know, once the medals are done, you got to wonder, do they, do they, do they kind of see, okay, first, second, and third just went in. Do I keep running or is it worth it anymore? And she's like, yeah, it really is. You have to think about how hard these people are working and what they've put into this. And they need to be proud of their performance, just like the the people who medal did. And so she said it came, it, it helped her to kind of rethink, what she did and not feel so bad or like live with this regret, which I thought was like a big learn. Yeah. I think Kara's last marathon Olympic trial, she finished fourth. So she's right on that. That's got to, that's probably hurts the worst. Yeah. And that was right when the super shoes, that was right when the super shoes started happening. And so like, um, uh, Shlaine Flanagan and, um, Amy Craig, uh, finished one and two, and I think Des was third that year. And Amy and Shalane had the new Nike shoes that. So that was kind of all about that same time when the super super shoe explosion started happening. I and so, I I was very curious about all the shoes that they were wearing because there were a lot of people who wore those Nikes with the pink on them, both men and women. A lot of Nike vapor flies. So I looked them up, and um, I, I find it really interesting that I feel like I was saying this to John last night. I feel like in our running community, like the people that we know and run with and stuff, I feel like when people wear Nikes, they're kind of like. Oh, absolutely. I did it today. I looked at the guy stretching and he was wearing, now granted, he was wearing cami shorts with a belt, no shirt, (laughs) had just finished a run. And I looked at his shoes. I was like, not a real runner. It was just Nikes. But when, and I have always run in Nikes until they just stopped finished. They stopped making the ones that I've always enjoyed. Um, but but yet all these elite runners are wearing them. 
Where where did the breakdown happen? Where did it go from? Is it just because I don't pay three hundred dollars for wow. my Nikes, or you know, I just I, thought I was really curious. Like, yeah. where are the Brooks out there? Where are the yeah. uh, New Balance or whatever? Or Hoka's? Um, are there any elite people running in Hoka's? I are don't know. used to be Mike Wardian, Meb ran uh, and Sketcher Go runs right. Yes. Time. Yeah. Just really interested. Yeah. Just, I was there were some hoka, there were some hokas out there. Uh, I didn't see. Yeah, them. I wasn't really looking for them. I mean, those pink. I mean, the pink on the Nike shoes was very apparent. So yeah, that's what I looked. Um, at. Molly is a Puma runner. Okay, so she had, she had uh, Puma, and they're new to and distance. Even that, I don't feel like that's, that's a ball real or something. Big yeah, brand, um, right. Well, it, with Molly's situation coming. Yeah, Mo- Molly's situation is a little strange. Yeah, Puma. They were. Uh, I mean, they're known for what. Uh, Back when Usain Bolt was distance runners, right? They were all Puma, so they had the Jamaican uh, sprinters, and uh, they had a lot of other sprinters, but they never really been into the distance area. And that was kind of when the American um, Olympic trials for the marathon happened. Molly was sponsored uh, by Saucony, and COVID happened, and Saucony and a lot of these shoe companies uh, started dropping some of their athletes because their contracts. Because they do all these contracts based on Olympic year, right? So the contracts for some of these athletes were set to expire, you know, after the 2020 Olympics. Well, the 2020 Olympics didn't happen in 2020. So they were moved back to the year. So some of these athletes were left without the sponsors. And some of them renewed and stayed, but there was some some maneuvering around. Well, Saucony didn't bring back Molly Seidel and wow. she goes and signs with Puma Finishes third in, in the Olympics, <laughs> and now her new sponsor is reaping the benefits. So um, good for her. Yeah, that's good super cool. Super cool experience. Honestly, the Nike Nike runs pretty deep in the elite athletes. Honestly, and and um, I don't know. I I think some of the um, what we see in recreational runners. Um, you get a lot of there's a lot of Brooks ambassadors out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Brooks push from uh, running stores. Um, a little bit with New Balance, uh, Saucony, big. So is Hoka. Yeah. Because Hoka. I don't think if I go to my local running store, they don't even sell Nikes anymore. I was gonna say, I yeah. it's yeah, oh. it's it's funny. Um, I don't I, I don't know that I don't have any familiarity with run stores and how all that works, but I, I agree with you. There's something something strange there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think some of it is target market. There's also there is some shame with some of the Nike stuff, um, but it's not the it's not what you are necessarily equating it to as far as like you're not a real runner if they're in a pair of Nikes. More of Nike's shame comes from the um, their deep roots into the Olympic Committee and professional athletes and the uh, Alberto Salazar doping and their support of him. So there's a lot of these elite runners who run for other running companies that are furious with Nike and the doping and the super shoes and you know their control over the USA track and field. That's where in the elite community way where Nike is getting all the shame. Um, but from recreational runners, yeah, it's it's strange. But that yeah. is more from a, a running shoe store thing, I think, because it's, it's it is strange. That is interesting. Yeah. Maybe the margins aren't very good on Nike shoes. Maybe that's why they're not. <laughs> Unless gonna... you don't spend a lot of money. I don't think they are that good, though. I mean, I could be wrong. 
Well, they have the Pegasus shoe that's like been, gosh, that one's been around. I think they're like on like the 39th or 40th model of that. I mean, that has been a staple in running shoes for years, uh, the Nike Pegasus. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some other ones, but you know, people go to a running store and they, you know, I need a stability shoe or I need a wide, you know, toe box and yeah. you know all of a sudden they're in hokas or brooks or ultras or something else so huh. that's an interesting thing maybe we need to get somebody in run specialty that could answer the uh the nike yeah, I question I well wrap up on our olympics things there was a couple other so molly Sedal, um the kipchoge um i think were two awesome things because we can relate to them we talked about simone biles and just the other two that I had thought, uh, Allison Felix, she becomes not only the most decorated women, woman track athlete, but she becomes the most decorated track and field athlete, period, in the United States, wow. surpassing Carl Lewis uh, with the most medals. Wow. So she picked up her 11th medal. So super cool. And, and she, too, uh, went through a whole sponsorship ordeal with Nike and that they weren't uh, – they weren't willing to work out um, her contract uh, when she wanted to start a family. And that was the whole ordeal with her. And so she left Nike, uh, signed with Athleta. Is that how you pronounce that? The, the Athleta Some brand? Some people say Athleta. Some people say Athleta. Yeah. Athleta, Athleta. Tomato, signed tomato. with them. And she's kind of got a little bit more control over her sponsorship and started a family. And boom, back in the Olympics, new sponsor and won gold in the individual 400 and was on a dream team matchup on the 4x4 and they just blew the track Crushed up. it. Yeah. So, and then the other cool thing that I thought that is very memorable, God, this is super historic. Maybe you caught it on social media if you didn't see it live. I was actually watching it and trying to figure out what the heck was going on. But in the high jump for men's, uh, they had two men. One was from Italy and the other one was from Qatar. Uh, they were competing and they were, I think they were the last two that basically, and they were at the same mark and they had the same mark. And at oh, the end of the competition, at the end of the competition, they had the same. So it was like a tiebreaker. So the judge came up to him and said, Hey, you know, we can have a jump off. And mm -hmm. the one guy from Qatar was like, Do we have to? And he checked, the judge checked the rule book. He's like, you don't have to have a jump off. You can share the gold. They looked at each other, gave a high five. They split the gold. And I was like, that what? was such a cool moment. So they yeah. had two golds, a silver and a bronze? No, two golds and a bronze. No, okay. No so there was silver. no silver. Good for them. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, you know, just such a, uh, a human experience. I mean, yeah, you, you, I mean, you have a chance. You both have just exhausted the, the event. Um, you're tired at the end of the event. You know what? It's the Olympic spirit. Fist bump, share the gold, walk away. Historic moment. I mean, they were both, they jumped into each other's arms. Were just super, it was just a really cool moment to watch. It was so. kind of, I mean, this is the same but different, just human kind of thing. When, you know, in the men's marathon, Kipchoge was way ahead of everybody. And then there was those, the pack of three or four that were going to compete for the next couple of medals. And you just assumed that the one other Kenyan was going to get it. Cause he was kind of in the lead the whole time, mm. but there was the, the guy from Netherlands, uh, I think Netherlands, Netherlands and where else Belgium. Yeah, and I think that was right. I can't remember the other one, but anyway, the bottom line is one of the two who was not the Kenyan basically in the last couple of hundred yards was like, 
come with me. Let's just do this. Let's just yeah. go. The second, and they did. They just yeah. took off and he was like egging them on. And it was just a really kind of cool moment there. Apparently like, they're, they're friends. They're, they're running friends. And so the, when the second Kenyan who had been running in second place for yeah. a while, when he started dropping back, yeah. he was encouraging his buddy, like, let's yeah. go. Now is the time. And they did yeah. it. They did it. It was so, just really neat. Really yeah. cool moment. So, yeah. all right. That's oh. Olympic talk. That is. I think we're getting Is there a good fit though? Which one would it be? What's that? I said, if you could be an Olympic event though, which one would it be? Oh, this is hard. This is hard. This is definitely hard. If I could choose an Olympic event, I'd probably make handball. <laughs> <laughs> I choose beach handball. No, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm totally kidding. Mine's um, synchronous swimming. Synchronized swimming? Is that still in? It is called artistic swimming. Artistic. So the first time that came out, man, that was some badass shit. I love that. I would totally, I I actually did get a pool and my sister and I would try to do stuff. (laughs) It's not as easy as it looks, man. No, it is not. No. not. Uh, That's what I would do. Synchronized swimming. All right. I have, I, mm, I do like beach volleyball. And I, I don't know, maybe figure skating. Interesting. Hmm. I don't really know. I think I'd have to think about that, but. Yeah. My winter sport would be, we'd be different. I'd be like some bobsled or something. Oh, yeah. Downhill yeah. alpine skiing. Bobsled oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I honestly, I, I don't even know. I mean, there's yeah. so many of the bizarre sports that I don't even know about um, yeah. that I didn't even see weren't even televised. Um, but I don't know. I got to believe I can make a handball team. I'm just, you I'm going with handball. It. I think I could do it right now. I believe in you, Ryan. I just I don't know where the heck you try out for it. I know you got, <laughs> yeah, I got to find that out for you. You're really into that. <laughs> If you know how to sign up for the Olympic trials and handball, please let me know. I'm shooting for the 2024 Olympics. Maybe we should become our own bobsled team. There you go. The four of us. We could be our own bobsled. You're going to make me spit out my noon. (laughs) Oh, man. Goodness. Anything else before we wrap this thing up? No. Let's stop talking. Well, we thank everybody for listening here. And until next time, peace and chicken grease. <laughs>